up, everybody? What is up? Man, it is finally here. Day one of the best week of the year. Man, I, 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 I wait for this day all year long. I really do, okay? Well, first off, y'all, y'all seem like y'all want to yell, so I'll get acquainted with everybody. I believe we got Team Earthquake over here. Is that right? Team Tornado. Team Volcano. Team Tsunami. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Guys, I am so excited to have the opportunity to speak to you today. Uh, second, second year in a row. So you must have not just hated me last year, so that's awesome. But uh, I'm so excited that, that you guys are here today. And uh, for anyone who doesn't uh, know my name, know who I am, Sam, a little inside joke. Uh, I am Jake Black, and I'm the student pastor here at uh, Golden Corner, or at Jay Walker's, you probably, probably know that a little better. And guys, I'm just excited that you're here tonight. Excited that you are here tonight. And uh, let me tell you, while we were preparing for this week, okay, we sat down, a group of us, Tim, Brock, Trey, all of us, we sat down, and maybe we started, you know, just hashing out ideas. Started putting our heads together and thinking, and I know when I say that, you go, you, Tim, Brock, and Trey got together and y'all thought. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, we did. We tried. It was hard, but we did. And, and guys, we, we were looking at, uh, you know, thinking about what, what needed to be shared with you guys this week. What needed to be said to you guys this week. So what we did was we, we kind of looked around. We looked around at what's going on in the world today. Okay? And, and, and we looked around, and, and anywhere you look in the world, everywhere we look in the world, if you turn on the TV... If you get on your phone, if you get on Facebook at all, if you get on Instagram, if you follow the news to any capacity, this is what we found. You will be shown people's differences. You will be shown people's differences. People's differences will be highlighted. That's what today's media wants to bring to light are the differences between these people and these people. This group stands for this. But this group stands for this. He believes this. She believes this. And all they focus, all they bring to light, all they talk about are the differences between people. Everything is about separating us into categories. Putting us into groups. Telling us how different we are. Man, if you listen to the world today, the world will tell you that you and I, you and the people sitting directly beside you tonight, have absolutely nothing in common. Nothing. We are completely different. But guys, I am here tonight to tell you that that is false. 100% untrue. I'm here to tell you tonight that, that, that it is not true. Each one of you here tonight 
have more in common with one another than you would ever believe. You have more in common with one another than you would ever believe. And, and for instance, I'm, I'm going to talk about two. I'm going to break two. Two things that we all have in common here tonight. You want to hear them? All right. Number one, this one's simple. Each and every one of you here tonight has a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that loves you. A God that loves you. Period. End of discussion. And guys, it doesn't matter what your age is. Doesn't matter what school you go to. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter your color. Doesn't matter if you're tall or short. Thank goodness. Doesn't matter. God loves you. Doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't even matter how bad you are. God loves you tonight. Guys, God even loves Trey Yoke. I don't know that. The second thing, the second thing we have in common tonight is that God desires, now listen to me, God desires that you experience a full life. God, God, God desires that you experience a full life. You say, what do you mean by full life? I mean an abundant life. A life full of joy. A life with a purpose and a direction and a meaning. A life that will impact That's the type of life that God wants for you tonight. And you say, Jake, how do you know that? How, how do you know that's the kind of life that God that God wants for me? For little me? And guys, one of my favorite verses, one of my fa- absolute favorite verses is John 10.10. 10. And it clearly states that Jesus' purpose, the reason that Jesus came to this earth was to give us, that's me and you, each and every one of us, a chance at a real and an eternal life. A better life than we could ever dream of. That's the life that God wants for me and you. Jesus wants us to experience a full life, and that is something that we each have in common tonight, each and every one of us. So the question that I ask how do we get it? How do we get it? How do we get this full, how do we get to experience this full life that God wants for us? I'm going to tell you a story about a guy. A guy that experienced this full life tonight. Because maybe, I believe, maybe we can learn something. By looking at this man's life, we can learn something that will help us to experience this full life that God wants for us. Tonight, our story is about a guy named Paul. Paul. Now, Paul was one of the most impactful men to ever live on the face of the earth. Maybe you've heard of him. One of the most impactful men to ever live on the face of the earth. Paul wanted to spread the news of Jesus Christ. He wanted to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who didn't know about Him. And that is what he did. That's what he did. 
man, he traveled thousands and thousands of miles. He traveled all across Europe, all across Asia, spreading the gospel of Christ. Paul went to places where nobody had ever gone before. Dark places of the world to tell people about Jesus. Paul spoke to God. He had a personal relationship with God. He had conversations with God. God communicated to Paul and he wrote 13 books of the Bible. 13 books in the New Testament. Can we all agree that Paul was an unbelievable dude? Can we agree about that? Absolutely. Unbelievable dude. Still to this day, Paul is believed to be one of the greatest evangelists for Christ to ever walk the planet. Still to this day. Guys, I tell you what. When I look at this story, when I look at the life of this man, I realize something. Something jumps off the page at me. I realize that Paul had to do some things in order to live the full life that he lived. Paul had to do some things in order to have an impactful life like he did. He had to do some things to have joy in his life. He had to do some things to to have a meaning and a purpose in his life. He had to overcome some things in order to live the full life that God had planned for him. Because Paul wasn't always the man that I've just described to you. That wasn't always his story. In fact, Paul wasn't always Paul. No, for many years he was known as a man named Saul. Now let me tell you a little bit about Saul. Saul was a highly educated man. Highly educated man. He was well versed in Scripture and the laws of God. However, at this time, he didn't use his vast knowledge of the Scriptures to create new believers. He didn't use all this knowledge of God's law to to further the Gospel of Christ. He wanted to see Christ believers destroyed. He wanted to see them wiped off the face of the earth. That was his mission. That was his goal. He abused his power and his position to wrongfully imprison followers of Christ whenever and wherever he went. Man, if he heard rumors about you, about you following God, about you believing in the Messiah, believing that Jesus was the Son of Man, that's all he needed. He'd throw you in jail. That was the kind of man that Saul was. We read in uh, Acts chapter 7, Saul was present and approved of the execution of Christ's followers. It wasn't enough to just throw them in jail. Saul wanted to make sure, he wanted to see that they were killed for believing in Christ. Guys, let me be real with you. Let me be real with you for a second. This is what it would have looked like. If Saul came to your town, 
He would start asking questions. He'd start listening. He'd start hearing things, hearing rumors spreading around town. And man, if he heard that your family were believers in Christ, if he heard that your household believed that Jesus was who he said he was, man, he wouldn't come knocking. He wouldn't come up to the door and ask you politely, man. He would bust down the door. He would rip you out of your beds and out of, off the couch. He'd throw you down the middle of the living room. He'd stick a, a sword in your face and he'd say, Do you believe in Jesus? And if he thought, not heard, if he thought you did, that was enough. It's over. Man, he'd he'd throw husbands, women, children. He would throw them out into the streets. They'd be chained, shackled, hauled off to prison without anyone ever asking or saying a word. Don't think of prisons like we know today, man. He'd take them to dungeons. He'd haul them off to dungeons. He'd lock them up and throw away the key. Nobody ever said a word. No questions were asked. He had no authority to answer to. Many, if not most of the Christians sought to imprison were eventually executed and killed. Guys, to sum it all up, Saul was a terrible dude. Horrible dude. Saul was a man at war with Jesus. Now you may be sitting there thinking, okay, heard about Paul? Heard about Saul? Man, there's no way these two people are the same guy. No way. No way. How can Saul, the persecutor, the executioner of Christians, be Paul, one of the greatest evangelists to ever live? There's no way. Something happened. Between Saul and Paul, and something extraordinary happened. And we're going to look at that because Saul didn't become Paul until one day, one day when he was on the road to capture and imprison Christians. He was on his way to perform all the terrible things I just described to you. It was just another day for him. Another day on the job. And man, on the road to Damascus, I'm sure some of you have heard this story, so I'm going to paraphrase it for us. On the road to Damascus, Saul had an encounter with Jesus. I want you to hear what I'm saying, guys. Saul had a real encounter with Jesus. Where he realized that Jesus was who he said he was. He realized that Jesus was the Son of God. A bright light shone down from heaven and blinded him. And a booming voice came down. And he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus was, in fact, who he said he was. It all became clear to him. 
Saul came to believe in Jesus because of this encounter. Man, Saul began to follow. He became a follower of Jesus. And I want you to understand, guys, that this was a real encounter with God. God instructed him to go to a Christian's home with far different motives than Saul had intended, but go to a Christian Christian's home, and, and God told him this. He said, Saul, when you get to this Christian's home, these Christians are going to help you. They're going to help you. Now I want you to be with me, guys. I want you to, I want you to step back and I want you to think about that. Saul, the persecutor, the Christian killer, the person that needs no lawful reason, that can do basically whatever he wants, throw whomever he wants to in jail for for no good reason, no evidence. And God tells him to go to the home of the people that he is seeking out, the Christians he is seeking out. And he said, when you get there, these people are going to help you. Guys, I want to deviate from the story right here. Paul did as God instructed. The Christians, the the men of God in the story, they did as they were instructed. And and, and they helped Saul and they brought, brought back his sight. And from then on, Saul became known as Paul. From then on, he began to change into the man that I first described to you. He began to spend time with these people, spend time with these Christians, learning from them. He began to learn more and more about Jesus and what He taught. Probably the most important thing, He began to develop and He began this personal relationship with God. His own personal relationship with God. Guys, the focus and where I want you to look at with me tonight is what it really looked like. What really took place in our story. I mean, what it really looked like. Saul's enemies become the people that he now relies on. Jesus whom he said was a fraud, whom he did not believe in, whom he persecuted, but he turned out to be the real deal. He turned out to be whom he said he was. Jesus turned out to be good. It turned out that Jesus loved him. And guys, I want you to try, I want you to try real hard to put yourself in Saul's position. I mean, think the way that he would have thought, and I want you to feel the things that he was probably feeling in his heart. When he walked into that room that first night, when he walked into the Christian's home, the people that he was seeking out, if this experience with God would have never happened, man, he would have, he would have wound up at that home, I'm sure of. It. But it would have been on different terms. 
But no, he's seeking out help and he walks into a room filled with Christians, filled with people that are terrified of him because they know who he is. They've heard of all the terrible things that he's done. And man, he has to walk into this home blinded by God and ask these people for help. He has to stand before them and say, I was wrong. Y'all were right. You see, Paul had been wrong about Jesus his whole life. Paul had been persecuting Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, Paul had committed countless atrocities towards God and towards His people. That was who He was. He had made mistake after mistake after mistake. And it wasn't just that He had done these terrible things. It wasn't just that He had done these awful things. He did it with pride. He was proud of the man He was. He was proud of the things that He had done. Because he believed he was right. He knew that these Christians were bad. He was good. He knew that they were wrong. He was right. Guys, I want you to try try and, and, and understand and feel what he felt when, when Paul came to realize that day. He had made a big mistake. He had messed up. He was wrong. Think about the guilt that he was carrying. Think about the hurt that he must have felt in his heart. The burden of every mistake he had ever made, every wrongful action he had ever done that was weighing down on his shoulders, I'm sure it felt like the weight of the world. You want to know what I believe Paul had to do in order to experience the full life that God had for him? What he had to do in order to experience the impactful life that I told you about, the joyous, the, the purpose-driven, the, the, the meaningful life that I told you about. I believe Paul had to overcome his past. I believe Paul had to overcome his past. He had to move on from it. He had to let go of it. It's okay, guys. <coughs> Alright. Everybody get that of them. Everybody get that of them. Alright, you with me? Give me this. Give me a nod. You with me? Get back with me. Get back with me. Man, I believe Paul had to overcome his past. I believe he had to move on from it. He had to let go of it. He had to leave it behind. 
just to show you that I'm not making this up, I'm not pulling this from thin air, guys, I want to share this verse with you right quick. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. It says, No, dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul speaking to Christians. He says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. Now what does he mean by I have not achieved it? I have not been a perfect Christian. I have sinned. I have made mistakes. I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Paul said, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Guys, you want to know something we all have in common here tonight? We all have a past. Each and every one of us sitting here tonight, we've all made mistakes. Every one of us. We have all allowed sin to enter our lives. We have hurt people we care about. We have hurt others. We have all fallen to temptation before in our lives. At times in your life, you've struggled. At times you have come come face to face with obstacles that have seemed absolutely impossible to overcome. You've done things that you're not proud of and you, you carry the burden of those mistakes. You alone carry that guilt around. Guys, the first thing that I want you to realize this week, this is it, guys. If you've been, if you've been zoning out, if you've been having trouble, paying attention, come back to me right now. This is what I want you to get. The first thing that I want you to realize this week, in order for us to experience the full life that God wants for us, the first thing you have to do is overcome your past. Overcome your past. You have to get over it. You have to let it go. You have to leave those mistakes, that pain, that hurt, those burdens, that guilt, you have to leave it in the past. And move on from it. We have to do that in order to get to the full life that God wants for us. Sure, you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. 
But we have to learn from those mistakes and move on. Just look at Paul. When Paul realized Jesus was who he said he was, when he came to realize that he had been wrong about Jesus his entire life, he didn't try and fight it. He didn't try and be stubborn about it. He didn't try and be hard-headed about it. When he realized that Jesus was who he was, he learned from his mistakes, the mistakes he had made in the past, and he moved on following Christ. And that is exactly what you and I have to do. you guys to understand something tonight. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And the Jake Black that stands right here tonight is not the Jake Black that I've always been. mistake after mistake after mistake. I have allowed sin to creep into my life time and time again. I have given up to temptation time and time again. I have done a lot of things, guys, that I am not very proud of. I have done terrible things, awful things. until I had an encounter with Jesus, a real encounter with Jesus, that I realized something. Right off the bat, when I had a real encounter with Jesus, man, I realized, boom, He loved me. He loved me just as I was. With all of my mistakes, with all of my burden, with all of my guilt, with all of those awful things that I had done, He loved me anyways. came to realize He was who He said He was. He he was the Son of God. He was God in the flesh. And I needed to follow Him. And as I started moving towards Him and learning more about Him, I learned that in order to experience a full life, in order for my my, my life to have true meaning, to have true direction, to have true impact, I was going to have to overcome my past. I was going to have to overcome the mistakes that I had made. I was going to have to leave that hurt and that pain and those burdens and all those terrible things that I did. I was going to have to let go and leave them behind and move on in order to experience the full life that God wanted for me. what I want you to leave with tonight, guys. It's simple. You know how I like simple. In order to experience the life that God wants for you, you're going to have to overcome it too. you to experience the full life that God wants for you, in order to experience a joyous life, a life with meaning, a life with true purpose, true direction, in order for you to achieve that life and experience it, you are going to have to move and overcome your past.
you're going to have to let it go. Man, all those mistakes you may have made, all those things that you feel bad about, all that guilt and all that burden that you carry around with you, you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to move on from it in order to move forward to the life that God wants you to experience. That's about all the time I have with you tonight. But I'm going to be honest with you. We're not done. We're not finished. In order for you to know the steps to experience in this full life, this amazing life that God has planned especially for you in order for you to to see those steps and understand them. We're going to need some more time. So guys, this is what I'm going to ask of you tonight. I'm going to ask a favor of you. We have three more nights together. Don't skip out on it. Don't skip out on it. Don't miss out. Guys, don't miss out on this opportunity to experience a life that God wants for you. Don't miss out on it. It's the life that I want for you. More more importantly and most importantly, it's the life that God wants for you. Don't miss out.